And welcome to the KBND Morning News. And in studio in the stress list today, County Commissioner Patty Adair. Patty, good morning. Good morning, Frank. So nice to be here. Very glad to have you here. Appreciate that. And you've been our lead story all morning long, the Deschutes County Commissioners have, due to the uh, houseless code that came up yesterday. So tell me the, the details of that um, perhaps code that may come into reality here soon. Yes, hopefully it will come into reality after November 9th. But in order for that really to work and make it safer for the residents of Deschutes County, we need to have a couple managed sanctioned camps that are outside. Because as I would like to explain to the governor tomorrow, if I get my meeting, uh, we have people that will not go to the navigation center. They don't want to leave their RV or their pet. They won't go to the great places that we have now, such as Shepherd's House on Division Street or the Bethlehem Inn. They will not go. Those are higher barrier. But we need to have these people move to a sanctioned camp with a bit of rules and services to provide for them and to give them help so that they actually can um, find their way back to, let's say, the um, living and being a part of our community. So what do you need the state's permission for? Well, there is a property, almost nine acres. It's EFU land. And per our land laws, we cannot cite a camp on that land. We do need special permission from Governor Kotek. So hoping that she will recognize this possibility. The people that own the property, I've walked the property, met with them. They are all willing to provide this as a location. It's um, close to services and um, it is a very, it's convenient to the city of Bend and yet it's not actually close to um, a lot of houses. What are, in this, in this camping code that uh, was preliminarily approved yesterday and you'll have another reading on it in two weeks, uh, what's the details on the distances from city um, private property and from the urban growth boundary? Oh my gosh! I knew you were going to ask me that. All the, the is it a mile or is yeah? It? It's like it's it is like a mile, and um, I think that's that's important. And um, because this one is outside the UGB, that's why we do have to get permission from the governor for it. We actually have another location, which is in a better spot. It's forty-five acres, and that property would be easier in order to convert to a managed camp. So. Um, we're working through those finer details in the county. Could and those things actually be done and up and running and be ready by November 9th? I think so. If we do have the service providers met with some um, community service providers, and they actually have been working with the Helping Hands program, and, you know, that's the program that I am really um, hopeful we can bring over to Deschutes County. It's already in five other counties in the state. Alan Evans runs the program. It started at the Wapato Jail, but it is called Helping Hands. They have rules, regulations, and they treat people with dignity, but they actually have uh, amazing results. So if we can just get Alan to come over here, he loves to fly fish. So hoping that that will be part of the enticement. I do know that we're going to we're going to need some help from the state for that. But there's a couple of possibilities for Alan to be coordinated in those. And then a week ago, two weeks ago on Friday, I visited again Deer Ridge. It is the half-empty facility in Madras. It's in a beautiful location. And it actually is comparable to what Alan does at the at the Wapato Jail. 
it is um it's a minimum barrier it's flowing nice ground for people and if we could provide services there it could be amazing it's a it's a state asset that is sitting half empty and the one wonderful thing they do have there though for the inmates is they have a welding program sponsored oh the instructor is from COCC with 12 inmates that are learning how to be certified, they can earn a 40 to $60 hour job when they walk out. And that is amazing. I was talking to a couple of the inmates and then they asked me if I could please double that program. And so of course I called my contact at, at COCC, Ken Beshart. He called me yesterday to let me know that he's retired, but he's connecting me with the right person there because we need to look at recidivism. What is it we can do that will make a difference for that part of the population? And, you know, we're talking about the same thing for some of our homeless who cannot earn enough money in order to really pay the rent. But then again, I believe um, we do have a lot of drug use. We've got mental illness. And so it, it, truly needs wraparound services. You had a meeting this morning with the Coordinated Houseless Response Office, of which you are the chair. <laughs> did that have a connection with yesterday's meeting? Did the camping code come up in that? It did. We really feel that, uh, I feel like we're on a tightrope. Tuesday night at 8.45, I had a text message with someone using a chainsaw in China hat and looked like smoke was coming out. And you just go, things are dry here. You know, if we have a wind going, I you know, the fire in Klamath County, I've heard it's now up to 46 homes. Mm-hmm. We cannot let that happen. And I know neighbors throughout that end of our county are all on pins and needle. And it's, it's, on, a, it's on a daily basis. So getting that um, email just told me how much harder I need to work in order to get, some, you know, these managed camps um, put into place with uh, water available. And, um, you know, like I know the, the camps at China Hat all are supposed to have fire extinguishers, but they're, you know, it's a bigger problem. As I understand it, the federal government has to give some permissions as well? They do. We need to um, engage with the federal government over their rules, enforcing their rules and regulations, the destruction. When I visited China Hat last February 2nd, in one of my photographs, there are seven trees, large, large trees that had all been cut down to the ground. Um, you know, you see horns and things of deer that have been um, poached. It's, you know, there are a lot of rules that are being broken, and it is our public forest. So really hoping that we can engage them. I know Congressman Cliff Benz has been part of this. His chief of staff, Nick Strader, lives here in Deschutes County. So Nick has been at many meetings that I've pulled together with the Forest Service. He is incredibly aware of the situation, the tenuous situation we're dealing with now. All right. Appreciate that. We're going to switch subjects on you before we go here real quick. Um, You've had some uh, interesting talks, and you're very enthused about maybe the possibility (laughs) of a federal court in Bend. Tell me about that. Well, I first want to acknowledge and give total recognition to Mary Anderson, who came to me quite a few months ago and said, Patty, I know if anybody can get this done, if we could bring the federal court here into Bend, think how how incredibly convenient that would be for our side of the mountain. Now, they do a few things in, in Pendleton, but really, this is a perfect, we are central Oregon, perfect location. Um, I had lunch with Billy Williams, the former U.S. attorney, and he goes, Patty, this is 20 years overdue. You've got to get this done. 
Um, but I really wanted to make sure we had the courthouse funding. So we were in a place of, um, you know, power. We had economic capacity. And the $15 million that's coming from the state for our courthouse was exactly what I needed. So then I sent an email to Chief Justice Marco Hernandez for the state of Oregon. Uh, that was on the 7th of July. And, and then I asked him again last Wednesday, and he actually called me and said he had already contacted the Ninth Circuit Court um, because that's where the permission will come from. He told me it, it always takes a long time dealing with government, and I am very well aware of that. And um, they're intrigued, and so now he had several questions for me, and um, they're checking with the other county commissioners to be sure that they're supportive, and then the court would be supportive anyway, pulling everyone together, but this could be an, an amazing opportunity for our our side of the mountain and have the federal court be brought here. Everything's all very preliminary right now. Right. But it's, it's but maybe... It, I, yeah, I think it's a great idea, and I do give credit to Mary Anderson for, you know, just knowing that this is something we need to do, and then um, it, it's it's. It's way overdue. It's just like the two judges. We didn't get two additional judges for 20 years. And now we have our judges. The system seems to be working much, much better serving the public. And if we could bring the federal court system in, it's, you know, government takes time. And mm-hmm. it's called patience. <laughs> and that's not what I'm known for. <laughs> County Commissioner Patty Adair, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Frank. You have a great day. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.